Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Navigating the Modern World. I am Kimberly Johnson, your host. I am a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in Denver, Colorado. Today, I want to talk about something that's quite vulnerable to me. Um... Something to know about me is that I am actually not a very vulnerable person. I tend to stay away from vulnerability, mostly because I have a fear of rejection and I have a fear of people's judgment toward me. And I tend to be a, the type of person that likes to look like I have everything together. And in a lot of ways in my life, I do have a lot of things together. And in a lot of ways in my life, I don't. And so and what I'm sharing about today is I'm going to just start with kind of a story. And then I'm going to go into more of what I'm learning in the moment. Um, so my grandfather is very sick and um, he's actually doing better thank God. And um, I live in Denver and my grandfather is in a hospital in Arkansas. And for about a week, we were pretty sure he wasn't going to make it. He was on life support. He wasn't able to breathe on his own. He'd gone through a pretty massive surgery and the doctors were preparing us for his departure from this world because um The doctor just didn't think his body was strong enough to really function on its own. So I began trying to figure out if I wanted to come to Arkansas. And I was feeling very up and down about it. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what I should do. I was feeling super indecisive. And upon my departure, I had finally decided to leave. And upon my departure, I had called my grandmother and they were about to unplug the life support and my grandmother was literally hyperventilating into the phone i couldn't understand what she was saying and then she placed my aunt on the phone and my aunt was also hyperventilating and i could barely understand her and in that moment i just said hey can you put the phone up to my grandfather's ear and just let me speak to him and in that moment I realized that I might be saying goodbye even though he hadn't been responsive and he hadn't been talking um, I knew that I needed to in some way speak to him so they put the phone up to his ear and I began crying and just kind of praying over him and letting him know it was going to be okay and just saying I love him and Um, And that I was on my way there. I would try to be there tomorrow. And um, because I had planned on leaving the next morning. Well, then I encountered a gentleman that I worked closely with. And um, I shared with him. Like I was kind of 
teary-eyed and I felt like I needed to like make check-in with him before I left town and um I was sharing with him teary-eyed that I had just kind of said my goodbyes to my grandfather and the look on his face was like uncomfort and I became very clear that it was probably uncomfort but I took it as judgment I took it as I'm being vulnerable and it's the wrong thing to do. So then I get this weird feeling in my body and I try to just push it away. You know, I'm like pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. And I drive to Arkansas and pretty much the whole time I'm driving to Arkansas, I'm like, should I be doing this? Am I making the right decision? You know, all of the questioning of myself and so I finally arrive in Arkansas. I'm like, I'm like, I think I had driven like eight, eight hours through and I was talking to my best friend <laughs> on the phone and I was like, dude, I just don't know if I'm making the right decision. And I was like, but I'm eight hours in, I'm not going to like turn around. <laughs> like I've come too far, you know? So, and I'm like laughing at myself cause it's so ridiculous. And I pull into Arkansas and pretty much immediately I knew that I was in the right place. And I don't know if it's because I'm home or if because I'm closer to the earth and to like ground sea level here, but an automatic like grounding came into my body. And I went straight to my parents' house and I saw my parents, which is always like such a peaceful thing. And, um, and then I very soon went to sleep. So I woke up the next morning and I pretty much immediately went to the hospital. And they had removed life support. And to everyone's surprise, my grandfather was breathing on his own. And not only was he breathing on his own, but he actually began coming to. Like he was opening his eyes. He was trying to speak. And... He, when I got there, was actually quite alert, and he he could barely speak, but he was he was speaking to me, and the very first thing he said to me was a joke, and it's a joke that he says to me quite often, like, "Did you bring me all your money?" Like joking with me, and um, and I looked at him, and my grandma just, I saw her face light up, and she smiled, and she said, "That's the first joke he said. I can't believe he just said that to you." And, um, and I was just looking at him and I was just telling him how much I loved him. And, and then what I proceeded to do, I was at the hospital all day and what I proceeded to do was just be there comforting him. So I gave him a foot massage and I was rubbing his head and, um, my hands were quite cool cause it's, it's cooler here in Arkansas. And so my hands were kept being really cold cause it was kind of cold in the hospital too. And he kept asking me to place his, my hands on his head cause my hands were cool. And every time I would do it, the sense of relief would drop into his body and his face. And later he was super restless and, so I brought in my ukulele and I began just playing him music and two things happened. He, his body stopped being restless. Like he stopped moving about a lot. And even if my ukulele was just a distraction, it like, I could see that for moments during my playing, he was peaceful and calm. And then, um, after he was peaceful and calm for a while, I played music for a while, he began moving his hands, like dancing, 
like almost like like you know like um like a person that is the head of an orchestra i forget what they're called at this moment um but he was like doing that with his hand and then at one point i was singing a song and he began singing a different song but he began like singing a song and something that people um that maybe are listening to this that don't really know is that's something him and i do together is we sing together and it's kind of this new thing that we've begun doing and in that moment i just was filled with even more peace that i had come at the right time and I kept having this sensation, and this sounds awful to say, but it's just true. I kept having this sensation that I had, like, that I was embarrassed to tell people that he hadn't passed. Because I drove all this way, and I had, like, told this person that I had said my goodbyes, and I had this, like, embarrassment that he didn't actually pass. And in that moment, when he's moving his hands and I'm singing to him, I knew that I was supposed to come to Arkansas. And in that moment, I actually realized that being present in my grandparents' life while they're alive is so important to me. And for a long time, I thought like, you know, I only have four grandparents. If one of them passes, I'm going to come to their funeral. And that was kind of the basis of this trip is like, okay, you're going to show up for the funeral. You're going to show up for your family. And what I realized is that family and people need us. Not just after someone's gone or not when the storm is over, but they need you in the storm. And I'm going to be really honest. I'm not good about being present with my family. I feel as if I wasn't really taught family when I was growing up. Maybe like my immediate family, like my parents and my siblings. But I didn't really see my grandparents much. I saw them a few times a year. And I didn't really see my cousins or my aunts and uncles. and um, Except for like maybe a few exceptions. But... As I've gotten older, I, and especially since my divorce, family has just become such a valuable thing to me. And maybe it's because during my divorce, my family saved me. They were there. They were the ones who showed up. And they were the ones that had my back. And I had never experienced that in people before. And now, as I sit here feeling overwhelmed with emotion because I was able to, in moments, comfort my grandfather and my grandmother, and in moments, like, just realizing the importance of me driving 12 hours to Arkansas, even for just a few short days, it's just like overwhelming to share the vulnerability of my fear of rejection, my fear of thinking that it's embarrassing why I came here. And then now sitting where I am, 
knowing that spirit was guiding me and I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I want to just end with, I made a video on Facebook kind of in the middle of this realization. And what I didn't realize is that I just made this video and what the video was saying was just kind of like, you don't have to justify what you're doing to anybody. Like, it is not your job to justify what you're doing. You do not need to do that. Like, if you are living by spirit and through your heart, then you can just do whatever you want. And you don't need to justify it, and you don't need to... Um, explain yourself. You just get to do whatever the hell you want because if it's driven by spirit, then it's what's right for you and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I made this video and kind of like I just got like really passionate because I realized like it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks about me. It doesn't matter if I have to go home back to Denver and say, yeah, you know what? My grandpa pulled through. Like, that's not embarrassing. In fact, that's celebratory. And whatever makes it in my body feel embarrassing, I'm going to just sit with it and say no. Because that is not what I'm dedicated to. I'm not dedicated to living in a story in my head that something is embarrassing when actually it's to be celebrated. And this is what our minds do. They think we have to justify everything or they think we have to protect ourselves from people's judgment. And let me just say, if anybody wants to judge me because I drove 12 hours to be with my family during a time of need, then they can judge me. I'm okay with that. And I'm at peace with that. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't show up on this trip. And that video on Facebook got so much response. I was kind of shocked I didn't know that so many people needed to hear that they don't have to justify what they want to do in life, that it's nobody's business except for their own. And the opposite is true. What other people are doing with their life is not your business. It is theirs. They are being called from within and it's their business only how they live and do their life and how you live and do your life is your business. So I want to just inspire you, hopefully, or move you to really own your intuition and own the the things in the gut that you are told to do and own what your heart keeps calling to you. And you don't have to justify it. And you can be vulnerable and shared, you know, just like I did about the crazy things our minds make up. And I want to just share one more thing. Um, I'm in this new relationship and vulnerability is super hard for me. So I did this whole thing with my grandpa and I'm like, okay, keep practicing vulnerability. And I tend to be a person that thinks I can deal with everything on my own. And the truth is, is that I can't. Just like I'm showing up for my family, I need people to show up for me. And so I just shared some stuff with him and that was felt very vulnerable and it felt like almost inappropriate because I was dealing with it on my own and I didn't quite know why I needed to share, but I knew that I did and so I just shared it. And through vulnerability, he showed up for me just like I showed up for my family. And in that, 
he like in in him showing up for me i now feel even closer to him and i feel more connected to him just like i feel more connected to my family and just like i feel more connected to myself for actually listening and answering the call of my heart and not giving a crap about what anybody thinks about it so how today can you honor those calls and begin to gently let go and lightly be with some of the fear around answering your heart's calling whether it's fear of judgment or whether it's fear of rejection or whether it's fear of failure whatever it is how can you be gentle with the fears and honor that your heart is calling you to do something and to do it you guys are so amazing and i feel so honored that i get to do this podcast I'm so grateful to Spirit for giving me this calling. And if you want to reach me or you have any interest in sharing what comes up for you, you can email me at KimberlyEliseJohnson at gmail.com. You can also find me on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com or on my blog, OneYearAlone.com. My prayer is that we all learn to be vulnerable and we all learn to be gentle with our fears and we all learn to show up what our heart is calling us to show up for. Until next time.